Barbara Brown Taylor blurted out, you know there's something odd about this painting. Jesus doesn't have any body hair. And the woman was absolutely shocked and affronted that she would say such things. Jesus' humanity can be a scandal for us, offending our sensibilities. So we tend to sanitize Jesus. We tend to not think about the smells and the sounds of the world into which he entered. We rarely read the Bible passage where Herod rightly understands that Jesus is a threat and goes to kill the baby boys, and Jesus and Mary and Joseph have to become refugees and flee to Egypt to escape. We tend to not dwell on the fact that Jesus ate with those that we wouldn't want at our dinner table, and that he touched disfigured people with leprosy that nobody wanted to be near, and he healed them. Jesus hangs out with traitors, with at least one political revolutionary, smelly fisherman, and a woman who has been publicly shamed. His behavior was and still is a scandal to all who want to fence God in and fence other people out. God in Jesus breaks our rules of self-interest. He shoves aside the norms about power and prestige. In the words of John Bell's hymn, who would think that what was needed to transform and save the earth might not be a plan or army proud in purpose, proved in worth? Who would think despite derision that a child should lead the way? God surprises earth with heaven coming here on Christmas Day. The word became fully human and dwells among the muck and the mire. Jesus lives out the love and will of God, dependent upon God in every way, and thus really is the full humanity that we can be. And he's fully God and that he expresses the love and will of God. It's kind of mind-blowing, isn't it? Even to think about. Jesus' suffering and pain, rejection and betrayal is God's suffering at our turning away. Jesus' compassion and healing is God's compassion for us. Jesus' forgiveness to those who nail him to a cross is God's forgiveness of us. And if we are very courageous, we become the vessels for God's love and forgiveness and mercy to become enfleshed in the world. So what's the good news about this? The good news is that our God is not too high, too proud, too lofty, too holy to come down to us and to be with us in our everyday lives, in the homes where love flows and in those moments when addiction or divorce or tragedy grab hold of us. Jesus 
came down into the painful, mournful sounds of slavery. Nobody knows the trouble I've seen. Nobody knows but Jesus. Jesus is present as risen Lord in our music, in our groans, in tragedies that overwhelm us. In 1932, Thomas Dorsey's wife dialed in childbirth and shortly thereafter his infant son. He slipped into despair and doubted very much if God was good. He was a gospel singer, a gospel hymn writer. And so he sat down at the piano one day and he felt the Holy Spirit reaching out to him and he penned this hymn. Precious Lord, take my hand. Lead me on, help me stand. I am tired. I am weak. I am worn. Through the storm, through the night, lead me on to the light. Take my hand. Precious Lord, lead me home. I have read that no other religion has a suffering God, a God who's willing to be humiliated out of love for us. A suffering God violates the purity, holiness, and all-powerful nature of God, some would say. But what is a scandal to others is good news for us. Christmas means that God has come down to our level, and everything in our lives is brought back up to God. For all of those who want a pristine God, Jesus' birth is a scandal. But thanks be to God for such a scandal, for there is no place that God is not. Thanks be to God. The